And so that's kind of the power of what these two things can do to your story. If you can kind of harness how you want your story to feel, the tone, and what the message of your story is, the theme, then, as we say, coupling those things together, you can really create an impactful story that really resonates and lasts with a reader forever. Yeah. What do I know? I've got a headache and burnt tits. <laughs> Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome back to another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast with myself, Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single week is... The unforgettable... There we go. Samantha Frost. The immemorable. Now you did it again. I know. The memorable. But then memorable sounds like an insult. Do you know what I mean? If it's like, well, you're, 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 you're very memorable. That's that's why you say the unforgettable. Yeah. There we go. Unforgettable. How are you, Sam? My, um... Pop Shield is in shot. Smooth that out. Sorry about the audio. Yeah, but, but isn't that like most of the time when you watch podcasts or video things, they always like deliberately have the mic kind of just in screen here. That is true. But I'm currently, um, for people that normally watch the podcast uh, rather than listen to it, um, I'm normally at my desk, but I'm not feeling great because <laughs> that's apparently just my thing. Um, so I'm currently in bed. I'm currently in bed. With, if you don't mind me saying, a burn. With a what? A burn. Yes, with a burn. That's not why I'm in bed, but no, that I wanted, joined me. I, yeah, I just wanted to draw attention to people watching the podcast as a makeshift activate, like the dedication. Because <laughs> actually, from like sitting on the camera, it looks like part of, part of that top. Like it could be part of that top. No, <laughs> I, I was ready... I put on my activated author shirt, my regular one, the white one with the the baseball tee with the blue sleeves. I was ready. I made myself a coffee, and uh, yesterday I started putting um, milk in my coffee. I don't normally have milk in my coffee. Um, I'm not a fan of the taste, but I was like, oh, I'll try it with um, my hazelnut milk because normal dairy makes me feel very ill. Uh, so I ha- usually have. Um, like hazelnut milk and I was like oh that's really nice it's very creamy so my coffee is now hot because I normally do half with boiling water and then top it up with cold water because I'm extremely impatient and then I just drink it I was like this is nice I'm gonna let this I'm gonna sip this and then um my hand sometimes does this thing where it just yeah does this it like Uh I'm trying to describe them like it just it it like twitches or flinches or something and I, I picked up my coffee and just threw it over my chest mm. and but the shirt. You're, but you're so, okay? I mean, Broadly? yeah. <laughs> it hurt a lot. Yeah. Because it was very hot. <laughs> yeah. And I've got, uh, I don't know if you can, I don't know, I don't know if you can really see it. In just the shadow, so you can. Of it. There it is. In the shadow, you can see it. Um, yeah. 
I, I threw it on two of my best assets, which I'm a bit annoyed about. <laughs> <laughs> you say about and, that hand. Oh, God, sorry. I was just going to say, and then I printed out an activated author's uh, symbol, it. cut it out, and I've stapled it to my chest. Just that dedication, just that attention to detail. But for most of the people who listen to the podcast, like no one's going to go to YouTube and check it out. But the people that do watch it on YouTube, they're going to know. They're going to be yeah. like, why is she not in activated author's uniform? Like, exactly. How sloppy are Dan's standards now that he's just letting staff run off willy nilly <laughs> in their trackies? <laughs> you think that's willy nilly? I'm wearing stitch pajama bottoms. Ah, oh, I could have got away with that. Why would I want to? I'm wearing no pants. No, I am. I've got jeans on. <laughs> um, really good though. He's not. He's not. Or if he is, if he is wearing jeans, they're very like Skin Caucasian, pants. flesh-toned and hairy. <laughs> You have to go to YouTube to find out. You have to go to YouTube to see it. <laughs> um, but that that hand twitch thing, like it, it's horrible when that happens. I am. Um, mm-hmm. I had it so years back when I started uni. Um, God bless him. Like my grandfather recently passed away, but he had bought me a laptop for uni out of mm-hmm. like the last money that he had, and I'd only been at uni like a a couple of months, and I'd sat down ready to do some home homework, coursework, whatever. Um, put the laptop on my lap, got a drink. And then it happens and you have, you have a memory of it happening. But like, mm-hmm. as I put my hand up, my hand just went, hmm, and just tips the contents yeah. onto the laptop. So, I mean, luckily everything was fine. I managed to get it sorted, but it freaked me the hell out. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, I don't, yeah. I don't know why I did that. Well, I mean, look, while we're here, Uh-oh. I did work experience in an estate agent's. And, me too. Hey. Um and the um like the kitchen staff room kind of thing was up the stairs so when people wanted a coffee they'd get one for everyone so everyone would think you'd go up and down the stairs and obviously I was an intern essentially so I went and got the coffee uh, I had it on a tray and I just fell down the stairs with a tray you must have been in quite the estate <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I had about six people's burning coffees and teas uh, yeah. all over me. They were like, why don't you go home? And I was like, yeah, why don't I? Yeah. In my, and this isn't the work experience show, but we'll, we'll go a bit. In my work experience in the estate agents, uh, I accidentally got a little bit of water onto the conduction point where the kettle meets its base and it just blew every computer. <laughs> like the power just went to like, for about 15 20 minutes the entire agency went down because of me like oh. sorry was it one sugar or two you're not having one. Yes, but I, I described it to dan um as i spilled a cup of karma on myself because in yesterday's sprint <laughs> dan um spilled his coffee all over and- my keyboard and I was on hilarities. I was going to say hilarious and yeah, I, I fucked that up. <laughs> I was being very funny about it and people were enjoying it very much, apart from Dan. And I just kept bringing it up. And then today, Karma came karma, and karma, splashed karma, me on the tits. <laughs> Straight into it. Um, how, how has your week been? What have you been working on? How... So I've been working on um, my poetry. I finished um, kind of the main edits. I'm just mm. going through some um, kind of half finished poems at the minute, just going through kind of my old notebooks and seeing if there's anything else in there and if I want to um, write any extra content. So that was good. 
that I finally got to the end of those. Hey. Um, and I have like an uh, an official kind of deadline for an, a proofreader now. So I'm feeling very much like an actual person that does stuff, which is nice. That's amazing. So yeah, that's the main, that's kind of the main thing that I've been working on. Um, it's Thursday. I know it's Thursday, but my God, it still feels like Monday. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I mean, my week's been fine. Like been just been getting on with stuff really like nothing can you hear that no okay like the a train's going past and also it sounded like something just emergency broke while a dog yelped well zoom is very good at audio suppression <laughs> like i literally had my dog barking and the doorbell ring earlier you can hear yeah. word of it yeah i thought i thought you just walked off no <laughs> i am known to do this yeah um but yeah no it's 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 just been one of those kind of um not, I don't want to say unremarkable because that sounds so fucking bleak but like yeah. it's just been a solid week like nothing nice. exceptionally like extravagantly glamorous has happened um and I've also not um as far as I'm aware anyway been in the shit so nice how about you, Mr. Wilcox? How has your week been? Spare no detail because I didn't, and I I, I need people to think that, that we both talk as much as each other. So, well, when did we last speak on this podcast? Thursday. So Thursday evening, yeah. had some sprints. Um, what did Friday. you have for dinner? Don't skip over stuff. Oh, Thursday's <laughs> dinner. I, I, I have no idea. Um, my week. Uh, so. As people who listen to this show regularly know, uh, I hit a very intense bout of burnout. Um, I'm still not fully sure that I'm out of it, um, but I'm doing my best to get out of it. Um, and a lot of that has been re- doing, doing the typical thing when I get to this point, which is kind of like trying to start from the top and looking down. So, you know, yeah. what are my goals? What are the key things that I need to be looking at? There's things I want to be looking at. How do I balance those? All that kind of thing. Um, and so I've started journaling again this week, which has been very very helpful because basically monday um excuse me i've got like a burp that's just stuck in my esophagus oh god i hate that yeah don't try to talk and it's not coming um <laughs> so i got i got a brand new journal and actually i will say that uh i was because i have half finished journals but there's something about the clean journal. <laughs> oh mate you are preaching to mate. the choir the converted the oh my god i also, literally no joke i was on amazon today looking for a new clever fox planner even though i'm not even a third of the way through the one i abandoned a while ago there you go <laughs> so i i bought this one um which for people on youtube uh you can see it but it's scribbles that matter mm-hmm. and i mean i don't really want much of a journal other than like dotted paper and the chance of writing it but i was really impressed because it was like it was 9.99 it's vegan leather and like it's just a solid little little notebook it comes with a fine liner which is always a bonus i love and then, fine liner yeah, and the paper. This graded. isn't an advert, by the way. Just, just no, so I'm like, not you know. affiliated or just... anything. But like, <laughs> just I think like my stationery. Well, I mean, I bought journals before that are like 20, 30 quid that don't come with a pen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this comes with a pen and a little slipcase. So once you finish it, you can pop it in the slipcase and like yeah. leave it on your shelf, and it looks quite smart.
Um, those ones are simple. A dust cover and a pen. Yeah. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> just something to spew thoughts onto. So I, I spent about two hours on um, Monday just handwriting pages of different things and going through like, the big questions just to kind of realign myself. Um, and, you know, certain things bubble to the surface that I need to prioritize. There are things that are sort of sinking down on my priorities list. Um, and I'm really like I've put in, well, I'll, I'll say that because this podcast is about helping writers. So I'll get the book back out. My I basically created like a seven step so far list of key things that I need to be doing. Um, <laughs> but you're fine, right? Don't know why it came out. Fine, fine. It's <laughs> squeaky. Um, where's the page gone? So uh how to set up for success step number one no my capacity is full no more projects until i finish my dinner and so i've been doing (laughs) so i've been doing some um things this week to try and put boundaries in place but also to take some stuff off of my shoulders and potentially hand off to other people step number two boundaries speaking of uh set boundaries and stick to them if your plate spills you know you're on the right track to minimize your workload because i think this is something that i struggle with because if if things start to fall off often we feel like we're failing yeah i had this in my old job um and especially when you're under a, like a manager like this this is this was a very important lesson to me because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're failing it means that you have too much work and you've reached yep. capacity which mm-hmm. is a totally different thing so at yep. work i got to a point where you know i was working seven until six five days a week and you know i had the kiddos that i wanted to get home to yeah and my manager was still asking me to do more and the reason like i don't blame him the reason was because i kept saying yes and I kept saying I could take these. And if like you're not telling someone that your boundaries are there and you need to stop, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're gonna keep giving me work. So I then yeah. went to my contracted hours and they started complaining that I was letting work drop. And I'm like, but I can't do any more within the time I've given. Give me more people. Yeah. So um, we're not even on the fucking question yet. <laughs> so that's boundaries. Step number three, <laughs> scheduled. What can be scheduled will be scheduled. Yeah. Pretty oh boundary. yeah. Uh, step four, market your shit. You already have a crap load of products, leverage it. Mm-hmm. Step number five, leave space. Vacant space is your friend, not your enemy. That goes more into like a personal thing on my side, but like suffice to say, stop swallowing your time with business. Yeah. Um, step six, review and reflect. And then just one so extra little update is attitude and reflection go a long uh, way. And oh, then hello, number seven, find the fun. Um, <laughs> it's not that I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, um, but just like... Because I went to the this week to try yeah. and find out Especially if you my hand chose to say that like I have to do this kind of business in which he suddenly yeah. Yeah. make sure you focus in a totally different idiot. direction, which I don't agree with. Um more tests. But also self talk. Also yeah. self talk. Maybe you should um, just like give so yeah, the name and so address of your been doctor. Not in like a docs way. Just in a <laughs> got scissors and newspaper and some glue. Yeah. Listen up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, so I don't I don't know. Things are moving forward in the right direction. I don't know. We'll find out. Dan, uh, just, just to say, Dan's doctors, the GP stands for generally pointless. Literally, yeah. <laughs> what is... Uh, oh, we've done that bit already. Um, what's your key takeaway for this week? Um, my key takeaway is crispy um, fried shredded beef. Nice. Oh, God. So good so good i mean i prefer it with chips which is a bit sacrilegious but there you go <laughs> uh-huh. what about you dan oh the key takeaway so uh a braford keys is a takeaway um of wagamama you can get a good wagamama takeaway if you just go through just eat so yeah 
Uh, now, my, my, my key takeaway is a weird one, which is uh, Trainers back, and I have fully dived into her album, and I'm fucking loving it. <laughs> so, your key takeaway is that you love Megan Trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I loved her first <laughs> album, and she's come back with a vengeance, and it is marvelous. And, Joe, when like, you listen to a song, and suddenly your day's like a bit brighter. Mm hmm. She is one of those artists. Mm-hmm. She's technicolor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I could tolerate her at a bus station. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like well, I all, welcome to the Activated Authors podcast, where we <laughs> dive deep into the things we're doing. And Dan's key takeaway is he loves Mega Trainer. I love it. Um, <laughs> um, I think my key takeaway this week is probably like a little bit of a, a bounce off from last week, which was the um, progress and growth, which is just that like my consistency is mine and it would look different to other people's and that's okay. Yeah, my mum's gravy is very different to my nan's gravy. I bet they're both in piss water. No, one is piss water. The other one is thick but lumpy. Oh, yeah. Turns out you can't stir as quickly when you get older. Oh, good. I really hope your family doesn't listen to this. <laughs> they don't. They don't care. I'm sure your gravies are lovely. All right. Um, <laughs> it's not the first time I've used that as a metaphor. You're as consistent as my nan's gravy. Um, <laughs> I won't say which nan, but it's very obvious. Uh, woof woof. So, win from the community this week. We're going to go to Sarah who has finally discovered that she's writing paranormal, cozy, mystery, and has found her niche. Yes, um, she has. That was a long time coming. Yeah. So stick with it. Congrats, Sarah. I was going to say, I don't know. My words are all over the place today. <laughs> Congrats, Sarah. No, that sounded too <laughs> that aggressive. so aggressive, yeah. Congrats, Sarah. Congratulations, Sarah. No, massive congratulations, because uh, that's, that's been like a real point of... Um, contention yeah there's been a lot of like conflict in her blesser trying to find out what it is and there's been like lots of twists and turns and so yeah Mm -hmm. big old congrats damn amazing and so into the question congrats congrats sarah it's time for the question time for the question so as people will unlike undoubtedly know oh my freaking lord undoubtedly know from going so well i'm so proud of us i'm real trying (laughs) i'm doing my best um from the episode title on both the youtubes and wherever you catch podcasts um we're gonna be diving into theme and tone and looking at what is it how does it work and why is it important and the reason the reason we kind of steered towards this um is that this was something i really struggled with when i started writing because it's not necessarily the first thing that you think of when it comes to storytelling, like I think people will automatically go to, or most people just go to word choice, like how wordy can I be in my writing? But then, you know, you look at like world building, you look at characters, you kind of touch on plot, like theme and tone is very much an afterthought. I think kind of it should be in the process of learning all the different steps, but mm. it's something that I watched a film very fairly recently and had a thought and was like, you know, I feel like this perfectly illustrates how to communicate some of this stuff so theme and tone do you want to go do you want to tackle one and i'll tackle the other sure cool which one would you like to do i don't mind 
Okay, so <laughs> simply put, theme is the message of your story. It's mm -hmm. a singular line of thoughts of um, message, information. Yeah, <laughs> Stuff. message the, you want to convey. Yeah, that brings the story around. So, for example, if you look at films like Wally, -E, like the Disney film Wally, -E, like your theme in that film is about the importance of the environment because mm -hmm. everything about that film, every every interaction, every um, moment with the characters, the setting, the whole like visuals of everything lends towards telling you how important it is to not keep on throwing out rubbish and to, you know, nurture the environment and look after the environment. Like that's the entire message of that story. If you look at something like um, Lord of the Rings, your theme can simply be, Good versus evil you have a good mm -hmm. faction you have a very evil faction good tribes over evil so it's kind of when someone has watched or read let's do red because this is authors <laughs> when people have read your entire book what is that sort of key takeaway what is the global message that mm. they're taking from your story so that's thing yeah tone. so tone is the color scape it is mm. the the feel of your book, how you want it to look in your reader's head, like what paint are you using? Um, so for example, with The Handmaid's Tale is very, it is in a very, um, it is an a very, and you <laughs> say you can't talk today. It's very um, oppressive and claustrophobic in tone. The colors are, are very muted apart from kind of The Handmaid's, um, and I would say, generally speaking, the colours, the different colours um, that the women are wearing because they are um, supposed to stand out so you can instantly identify, OK, that's a wife, mm -hmm. that's a handmaid. Like, you you, you know, you're supposed to know what those things are, but that in itself is very oppressive mm -hmm. and claustrophobic. So even in those moments of, like, vivid colour, that vivid colour is suffocating the women that are wearing it. Mm -hmm. Um. And then if you look at something like Neverwhere is very um, it's very fantastical. There's all of these different elements, but it's also dirty and gritty. And mm. like it has it has like the classic game and like everything's a bit like Burton-esque. Yeah. Um, in in feel and tone. And there's um, like jovial elements to it and then extremely dark elements, which is then perfectly portrayed in kind of just the picture that he paints of like, you know, the London below, which is, mm -hmm. you know, fantastical and gritty and gross and amazing and like vomit in and like mm -hmm. I've never seen anything as incredible so it's just it really is just the difference between the message that you want to tell the reader and it can be as overt um or as like covert as you want you don't have to shove it down people's faces down people's faces down people's throats <laughs> but you can that's, shove your it down choice. Your that's your choice as an author <laughs> and then tone is the color palette that you that you want to use yeah and it's really important because I think what a lot of people, and you know, myself included in this, um, when I first started writing, like I wrote, I wrote a book that had way too many like messages in it. Like I was trying to do 
too much. And I think while every story can have multiple themes, um, because mm-hmm. if you look at something again, like um, let's use like <laughs> just Titanic. This is a very crass example. If you use Titanic, there's the theme there. It's a love story. Essentially, it's, it's mm-hmm. Jack and Rose trying to you know do their thing and whatnot. But it's also you know watch out for icebergs. It's it's, uh, it's maybe not necessarily a theme, but like you get what I mean. There are keep your eyes open. Keep your don't eyes trust, open. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't trust, trust impregnable objects. <laughs> but there are always going to be other little um, sub themes written within your book. Yes. But I think like it's very, parts. very imp- Yeah, it helps to know what your overlaying theme is because that will, as you say, it colors all the interactions with your characters. It helps mm-hmm. take the reader on that journey. And it almost, in a way, you can pair it with the um, character change of your heroes yes. and your villains to complement each other just to make it more impactful like mm-hmm. a lot of the times that message that that's the kind of feeling that you come away with um yeah. and i mean there are so many different themes that you can pick from and they're not so like there's oh, not gosh, a, yeah. there's not um a definitive list of every single theme but like just a few to throw out there like family can be a theme finding your identity can be a theme justice mm-hmm. is a theme in a lot of cop films um loneliness revenge war like there's, there's so many that you can pick from yeah um and it's not something. It's not something I think you have to be really, really strict to or delve deep into. But I think most successful, impactful stories will know what their theme is, and mm-hmm. will then be able to deliver that again to sort of color the characters, the interactions, the world building, everything else, yeah. and then couple that with a tone, and bam, you have a powerful book. Well, that's the thing as well. Like you were saying, how you know theme helps like push characters forward, conversations, interactions within the story, but it helps you as well as an author particularly like in the midsection where you're starting to feel a little bit lost a little bit like this is never going to end and maybe um you're kind of almost writing yourself into a corner at points and not quite sure what to do much like we talked about before your why like when you want to give up when you get to something like that it's theme can be a lifeboat for you there right okay so what am I actually trying to say right so this fight with the lasagna is probably not necessary and <laughs> it could potentially be something that like unless you know, you're Ryan Garfield <laughs> yeah <laughs> in which case it's pivotal uh-huh. um <laughs> and then the way tone can help you as well is as your characters change and develop and grow you can play with the tone mm-hmm. so um like we was talking about before with um horror films where like particularly things like Scream and stuff like that, they start very bright and then they go very dark, like mm-hmm. like just the colour grading um, and also what's going on. Uh, and then like towards the end, when everything's fine, the colour kind of comes back. Well, mm-hmm. that's someone like very purposely playing with tone. Yeah. So you can do that when you are writing. Like if you, you know, if you're, if at the beginning your character's kind of very insular, very um, meek, you know, the colour's, could be like muted beige like Mm -hmm. there's lots of that kind of thing but then as they start to come out of themselves and they grow and they learn who they're supposed to be then 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 color starts to become more vibrant yeah as they start to become more vibrant and it's a really beautiful way to kind of mirror these things and then also what happens is you start to make your environment a character Mm -hmm. which is something you would know a lot about because (laughs) as i've said many times the storm in when winter comes Mm -hmm. is itself a character yes and it it is just it's that 
it is that mirroring of things or sometimes even the like the stark juxtaposition between the two like just jump to film for a second if you think of Tarantino like he's known for like upbeat songs going on while like horrific shit is playing out in front mm -hmm. of you that's a very conscious choice and you can yes. tell it's a conscious choice because it works <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah for sure so a couple of um examples that I have here of how important theme and tone can be um so coming back to Titanic and my very sort mm. of uh proficient grasp on what this story is the first time the ship and the iceberg have sex yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they go down on each other hey, yeah. so, hey oh. <laughs> well one of them does um selfish anyhow <laughs> freaking hell uh right so going back to titanic so if we talk about the theme there being primarily love it's just kind yes. of quite jack and rose you know kind of dancing around mm -hmm. the houses everything in that story it's it focuses so much on the tension and the build-up of those moments and really mm -hmm. trying to get them together and obviously like that then leads to the tragic ending. The door was wide enough. Um, oh, it was so wide enough. But what Just you can shift. <laughs> Sorry. Such a knob. Um, <laughs> I think you've been here before. Uh, but you just take that joke perfectly. I'm so sorry. So that general theme of love colours that film. That is, yes. you know, what all the action centered around everything else. You can take almost the exact same plot line, but if you were to change the theme, the message to good versus evil, and just humor me for a minute jack is the good rose is the evil every single one of those interactions suddenly has a different dynamic mm -hmm. has a different feel and you can capture something slightly different so it becomes less about will they won't they how will they into like how does good conquer evil like what is this tension going to pull how's it going to bring and if you imagine at the end you know you can have a moment where jack's trying to help all these people onto lifeboats because he's the good and he's like it, you, women and children first go 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 and Rose is just like, well, I'm fucking getting out of here. And she tries to like wrestle people off, grab a lifeboat and, and disappear. Like immediately with most of the story being the same, just changing that theme changes mm -hmm. every single interaction slight enough that mm -hmm. that overall conflict just, just explodes. And then suddenly the door was never big enough, Jack. No. It's just puts a middle finger through that. I think this was very, very, really like <laughs> something is quite a good example. The School of Rock. Um, the whole thing changes. He's a film. About just literally, those, and again, as you've kind of said there, even musician, the way that you say something, again, there's money to pay rent. To film, but you can do this in book faces, words, but um, the way that they say something basically starts the a bad word usage. usage Everything all about rock to that. Every single thing that goes through it, he talks. And then bounce rock legends. This is rock. Spoke about earlier this week. Battle of the Bands, rock. You have every single music choice while actions happening is rock. Clothes, car, clothes, car, attitude, pointer. Uh -huh, attitude uh -huh. yeah everything is colored by rock so the tone arguably in this example would be rock very rock flavored mm -hmm. imagine now that it's the same film but it's country mm -hmm. you can have exactly the same plot points you could have a down the top musician going into a classroom forming a band going to a battle of the bands but dear god imagine how that film would feel yeah so different uh-huh a lot calmer Maybe a bit yeah. more melancholy and sad. Yeah. Where it'd be set might be different, like rather than sort of like in a, a, a busy city, it might be sort of a bit more out in the rurals. Yeah, a bit like, in sticks. A bit out in the sticks. Your horseshoe pointer instead yeah. of the devil horns. Yeah. And imagine if devil it was hip hop. Truck. Oh, yeah. Eight Mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meet kind Sister of. Act. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but that... yeah, no, it, you're right. You're right. It is. It does. It changes completely. It changes everything, and yet nothing 
mm-hmm. of that film changes. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have to change, like you said, the dialogue or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just the references that are made. And as in like to, you know, the people that he's teaching about and stuff, the references that he makes and obviously the music that they make would be different. Yeah. But the rest of it would be unchanged, but it would yeah. be completely different. Yeah. And again, you could do, just as a final example, you could do exactly the same um, with, let's use Hunger Games for an example, which, as you say, it's it's quite, uh, it's obviously a dystopian story. It's very mm-hmm. sort of like gritty. There's a lot of um, darker elements because, you know, there's there's poverty, there's hunger in it. You go to the capital, there's all this sort of gluttonous whatever. Um, but the overall sort of feel of it is quite bleak and miserable because we know mm-hmm. that all this levity is basically fake and it's horrible. Yeah. Imagine if Disney made that film. Mm-hmm. The same storyline, the same everything else. The colours would be brighter. The music would be nicer. Like all of those darker moments would just not quite go as low. Yeah. Um. And so that's kind of the power of what these two things can do to your story. If you can kind of harness how you want your story to feel, the tone, and what the message of your story is, the theme, then, as we say, coupling those things together, you can really create an impactful story that really resonates and lasts with a reader forever. Yeah, exactly. And just like, just quickly to add on um, something there, I would say as well, if you are struggling a little bit, not quite sure, um, like what your theme or what your tone is, but you know kind of the story that you want to tell, which I would argue would mean you probably already kind of do know, but like if it, you know, if, if you are struggling, just do the exercise that Dan just did. Just yeah. be like, okay. And it's worth as well just sort of um, adding as we This is off. the idea that, I, um, that I've got. That oftentimes, what happens? Genre, well, what, what would it look like if Scorsese made it? What would it look like if well. Disney made it? Um, yeah. What would it look like if it was made in the 80s? If it was. And just go through a couple of different ideas. And like, you'll start to realize where it fits. It actually shortcuts quite a lot of the work in working out what the common themes can be and then how you tone that. Because Again, I was talking to uh, someone about writing horror this week um, and they were asking for advice. And the best I can give really is like horror is a, is, is just an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like you can write stories with horror, horror elements as many people do with, you know, monsters and sort of gory bits, but sort of um, true horror as a genre is, is very much that oppressive bleak. Like yeah. you just don't feel safe as you're reading it. Like, you know, bad shit is happening um, yeah. and that it's a possibility that things won't get better. And so mm-hmm. it's it's just that gloomy feel. So everything that you do with setting, everything you do with character, everything you do with plot serves that genre to create that feeling to round it up and make make a horror book. Yeah, I apologize for laughing. When you said like that feeling and you're not sure if it's gonna get better, my brain instantly went to just <laughs> sitting and watching um your kids' school play. Uh yeah. It's that, but like <laughs> instead of like time never ending, your life's probably gonna <laughs> Although saying that, I'm at the point where <laughs> Bailey's still just young enough that it's cute. <laughs> Although, oh my God, like some of the singers that he picked for some of those. <laughs> I'm telling you, year five, year six, it gets painful. 
because none of the kids want to do it, but they uh-huh. still have to. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh no. Yeah. And 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 we as parents are made to watch this. Mm-hmm. No one's winning here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so any more words on demons home i don't think so i think i think i think we've we've covered it just Mm. i would i would just say sorry i just did a little fish as i was trying to um say something it made me laugh um i would say i i agree with what you said about like look to your genre lean to your genre um for for ideas um because it will dictate it for you and maybe you want to play a little bit against that in the sense of maybe you do want to write a romance that has like a bleaker feel well it can have a bleaker feel as long as like that bleakness dissipates towards the like must have a happy ending kind of thing so like there is room to play Mm -hmm. but also like don't just try not to piss people off yeah. with their expectations being ruined but yeah i think that's pretty much good i think that's good <laughs> we'll find that in the comments won't we what do i know i've got a <laughs> headache and burnt tits <laughs> i can't make a fucking coffee like if that's I don't not why people are listening to me don't wait the intro <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah what right do I know? <laughs> let's, let's let's bring this around so um i do think that well we'll definitely have to dive into the genre um in the coming weeks yes. it's such a, a huge thing um especially bouncing back to you know sarah's revelation uh mm. this week i think yeah, genre congrats, help is massive. sarah congrats sarah um <laughs> but yeah we'll we'll round it off there for this week so um from us activated authors we have a 30-day free trial so if yes, you want to jump into the community meet myself meet sam and th- this isn't one of those like things where we're just like we advertise it, but we're not in it like we are in it like every yeah. every day every fucking day um you can't get me out of it mate we're in you'll get access to the zoom sprints you'll get access we're doing a an ask me anything on monday live that mm-hmm. people can jump in and join um a whole host of extra stuff so if you want to check that out that's activatedauthors.com and you can find everything you need there um and yeah just a, a word to the people that are currently going through <laughs> really dramatic, currently going through nano um <laughs> nano through nano, nano. Uh, We've got people smashing it in, I know. So yeah. keep up the good work. We've got a couple of people that are trading a little bit, but I am more than confident that they can smash it and just catch up. Yep. Um, life happens and life can be a bitch. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, just a big, big well done to everyone on how far they've come so far and mm-hmm. keep on pushing. Um, we believe in you. You can do it. We believe in you. Any, any else, anything else from you, Sam? Before um, I go to the spiel? I completed it in 11 days with two days off. So, so what's your excuse? What I'm saying is, it's today is the tenth. You could start it today and still complete in time. So, don't oh, yeah. don't don't fall prey to your own excuses. Mm. Get it done. Yeah. Boom. Well, Boom. a massive thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We appreciate you and the time you spend with us every week. And mm-hmm. as always, if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career, then head on over to activateyourdaughters.com to find out all about our community, our resources, and everything else that we've got going on. One more time from myself and from Sam. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) We also teach about public speaking. (laughs) Activate your energy.